coming to you dead in front of a dead studio audience. 31 days, 31 podcasts. It's Helpful Snowman Pottoween 2023. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome. Uh, today, we have an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark called The Twist, The Tale of the Twisted Claw. It was the fourth episode of the first season, as well as the fourth episode in total. And it aired for the first time on October 31st, 1990 in Canada and October 25th, 1991 in the USA as a Halloween special. And then uh, September 12th, 1992, it was on again in season order. I don't know how that works. Whatever. Uh, I'm sure there's some fucking podcast out there that's going through this show episode by episode. So, you know, listen to that, I guess. But um, so this is a spooky show that also this is a Halloween centric episode. It premiered on Halloween, but it also follows kind of Halloween. Nickelodeon shows had uh, Halloween episodes and I'm for it. So if you don't know what the Are You Afraid of the Dark? The way it works is there's a framing device where a bunch of kids get together in the woods and sit around a fire and uh, tell scary stories. And uh, it basically <laughs> functions like a, a writer's workshop from hell, you know, because it's a bunch of kids and then they tell stories and critique each other's stories. But the way it doesn't really work like a writer's workshop is most of the stories, everybody's like duly impressed by them by the end you know what i mean they're like whoa that was a good story you know what i mean no notes and you're like okay but you know um and it's not the real horrors of a a writer's workshop i mean that's what i would think would be it would be kind of a funny horror horror like uh story comedy story to be like basically do the midnight society but they acted more like a real writer's workshop and it just sucks um you know they're like i didn't feel like the female lead had very much agency in the story so you know that's what this story really needs um anyway uh so it's a pretty basic story it takes place on halloween these kids go trick-or-treating and uh they stop at this so okay sorry it starts the night before halloween mischief night devil's night hell night all these different things that people have called it which i never really heard of in real life but then heard of a lot on tv and in movies which is like the night before halloween is the night that you know teenagers go and fuck shit up and then halloween is for little kids trick-or-treating which if I don't really think Halloween, it's my perception that teenagers going out and fucking shit up isn't really a thing anymore, um, if it ever was, because that was never something that I really participated in, um, or was invited to participate. It's not like I was turning down my buddies who were peer pressuring me into going and fucking shit up. Um, but anyway, I don't know that that was ever a thing or whatever, but... um. <laughs> So it starts on, on Mischief Night, and these two kids are going to prank this house where maybe an old witch lives. So they go to, like, uh, you know, ring her doorbell and do all that stuff and put shaving cream on the windows. The ones that I'd heard of, a lot of people were doing eggs, uh, smashing pumpkins, 
tonight, tonight. And then uh, putting soap on windows, but then also uh, shaving cream on windows. These were the kind of pranks that I heard of. So, you know, to call it like Devil's Night or something is probably a little bit of an over-exaggeration. I mean, I wouldn't be pumped if, like, kids put shaving cream on my front door. But also, I don't know that I'd be, like, infuriated. It'd be pretty annoying at my current place because we don't have a hose. So that would be kind of annoying, but, you know, it wouldn't be that bad. Anyway, uh, they go to prank this old lady. They ring the doorbell, and then they're shaving creaming the door. Which, they did this at a previous house, which is they ran to do a ding-dong ditch, but then they were also shaving creaming the car shaving creaming the car shave creaming what they were creaming all over this car and uh rang the doorbell first though and i was like don't you shaving cream the car and then ring the doorbell because you isn't the doorbell ring the last thing you do before you run away as a little side tangent i remember these two kids i went to high school with and they were like (laughs) They were doing this shit like way too late into high school. Like they were probably juniors or seniors in high school and they would ding dong ditch people all the time. I, I don't know why. Like they, and they were able to drive. They would drive to a neighborhood and then walk a couple blocks over and do this. You know, and it was like, this is a, a crazy activity to be doing at this time. But what made it very funny is that both of them were like track stars. Uh, they were both extremely fast runners. I mean, one of them became like a, you know, pretty good decathlete later in life and, you know, um, was like an Olympic hopeful at one point and so on. And so one time they were going to ring a doorbell. I guess they'd done it to this house multiple times. And the guy whipped the door open and then just said, well, you better be fast. And I was thinking how funny it was that he whipped the door open and said that because it was like, actually, they are pretty fast. And I think that the guy's chances of catching them were almost zero. (laughs) There's just something very funny to me about the idea of that happening of like, you're not going to fucking believe these guys rang my doorbell and then I was chasing them and they were so fast. Like, I couldn't believe how fast they were. Anyway, so they, they ring the doorbell and they're shaving, creaming the door. I, I can't, I gotta stop saying this. And the lady happens to open the door mid-shaving, creaming, and then she gets creamed in the face. Uh, that's the second time I've made that joke, and I'm gonna try and make it the last. So, you know, she's shaving cream all over her face, and she's like, oh, oh, and she falls backwards and smashes a big vase. A, a vase so big, I would dare call it a vase. Okay, that she keeps on a pedestal by the door in a really terrible spot. But I'm not going to blame the victim here. Okay, so she knocks over this vase and they run away. And basically, then they're they, the same kids go trick or treating the next night. The one kid is wearing this hilarious. It's like kind of an old man mask or a very generic mask that I just remember because they used it in Halloween promos on Nickelodeon for like the next million years um you know when you did your snicker treat where it was like if (laughs) if nickelodeon calls your house uh you're you have to answer the phone snicker treat and if you do that you would get a prize and i was like how fucking funny is this that they you know nickelodeon was like terrorizing the world 
by basically a bunch of kids answering the phone going, Snicker Treat! And then everybody's like, what? You know, and, oh, uh, is your dad home? You know, (laughs) I always wanted to know, like, who won those? And what did they win? Was this viral marketing? Is that what that was? Is this like an early version of viral marketing? But, um, so anyway, the mask was in a lot of these intros and, uh, what do you, what you McCollum's interstitials and stuff for Nickelodeon around Halloween time. The other kid was dressed as your classic hobo, which, you know, uh, I can't imagine many kids are dressing as a hobo today. I remember there was a kid that I went to school with who dressed as a hobo and he, he had the most convincing, like five o'clock shadow beard I had ever seen and how his mom had done it. I still remember this. She used egg white, uh, to stick coffee grounds to his face and it totally worked and it looked pretty amazing. Um, and he looked, he looked like a 50 year old man. But that's all I remember. And so I don't know. I guess I I mean the 90s was a wild time, wasn't it? It was like being a hobo as a costume, but I I also contend that hobo is different from generally homeless person. So you know, like a homeless guy living on the streets versus a hobo, like a, it's I don't know. To me it's the difference between uh somebody who's very clumsy and a literal clown. Or something. You know what I mean? There's some kind of difference there that I don't really know what it is. But anyway, he's, he's dressed as a hobo. It's important to know this because they're, the two kids go out trick-or-treating. And the one kid is like, let's go trick-or-treat at old lady whatever's house. That, you know, we just knocked her over with shaving cream and she shattered her vase last night. And the other kid is like, are you fucking out of your mind? Like... She's going to recognize us. And the kid's like, no, she won't. And I was like, yes, she will. You don't even have a mask on. You just have on a hat and like a blazer, like a tweed jacket. You know, how would she not recognize you? Like the other kid had a mask on and I was like, okay, maybe she won't recognize him. And I did think, seems like continuity error in the show. They should have given that kid a mask, right? They should like. If both kids had a mask, I'd be like, eh, it's maybe it's reasonable to believe that, you know, they would trick-or-treat. Also, no kids are trick-or-treating at this house. You know, it's like the scary house where nobody goes. And I was like, no, they should have made it so that, like, some other kids are coming from away from that house and they have, like, full-size candy bars, right? And then they're, those kids are like, fuck it. You know, we got to do it. That would be super relatable. Because I'd be like, you know what? Would I risk it all for a full-size Snickers on Halloween? Probably. Yeah, I probably would. (laughs) I wouldn't be thinking, like, that's so fucking stupid. I would probably go for it. So anyway, they go in. Of course the witch knows it's them. And instead of a candy or whatever, she gives them a uh, raven's claw carved out of wood that is basically a monkey's paw. It grants them wishes. But of course... As is tradition with things that grants wishes, it grants wishes in a twisted, horrible way. I've always thought it would be fun to do a story where a genie or whatever is like, oh no, I I just straight up get, I understand what people are asking for. All these other assholes like to pretend, I think they're just bored, so they want to twist everyone's words or whatever, and this guy's like, I just don't get off on that. 
I think it's fun to give people things they like. You know, it's it's fun to see what happens. Besides, half the time people wish for like a billion dollars and it doesn't make them happy anyway. They fuck it up for themselves. They don't even blame me for it because it's not my fault. They're the fuck ups. So, you know, they, um, okay, so one kid makes the wish that they'd be done trick-or-treating. And what happens is they come across a group of teens who are like in purge masks. And then also one of them seems to have a voice changer, although that's not mentioned, but it's like, and I was like, why? No one's going to mention that this kid sounds like Satan, like actual Satan. But anyway, they chase the little kids off. And uh, the one kid's like, see, you got your wish. We're done trick-or-treating. Um, but also, I thought it was funny because between this and Pete and Pete, the Nickelodeon things I've seen so far have certainly tried to breed a healthy respect in young kids for teenagers. It's like, maybe teenagers are a big threat, you know, and parents are just kind of clueless, but teenagers are outright evil. And I was like, yeah, I don't know why when I was a young kid, I always was like, there's a sense of danger around teenagers. But then as I got a little older, because when I was a teenager, I was like, I have no interest in like harassing children. (laughs) It's not fun for me. But I don't know. I guess that's where maybe I got the idea that that's what teenagers did with their time. But anyway. That's wish one. Wish two is the one kid's like, I want to beat, I think the kid's name is Bostick. I don't know. Fosdick? In the 600 at field day, which I was like, since when is the 600 a race? For people who don't know, a standard track is 400 meters. So you've got usually a 400. Usually you have an 800. uh, But the 600 is really not a thing that I'm familiar with. But whatever, he wishes to beat Bostick in a race. So what happens is he's in second and Bostick is killing everybody. And also it's funny because Bostick is, <laughs> this kid is like a little dickhead. Because uh, he's like, I got to beat Bostick. He thinks he's so awesome. And the other kid's like, yeah, he is awesome. And, you know, Bostick is like lining up on the line with this asshole kid. And Bostick is like, hey, man, good luck. He's like the nicest kid. They like go out of their way to show that this Bostic kid is like perfectly nice and he's just very athletically gifted. <laughs> and this other kid is like, fuck you, Bostic. It's like a very Seinfeld moment where it's like he hates this guy because he's good at running, but also very nice. <laughs> and him being nice makes it worse, you know? So what happens is uh, they're about to cross the finish line. And a giant black German shepherd comes out from behind a tree and starts running at Bostick. And I was like, oh, my God, like, where is this going to go? Like, is he going to fucking tackle this kid? Is this kid going to turn into a a stunt man? Like, what's going to happen? But then the kid just trips over the dog. And I was like watching this thinking, I'm 99% sure they originally had, you know, a more graphic idea of what this would be. But then when they got to the reality of it, they were just like, you know, maybe we don't need to have this kid like maimed because we can't show that on camera anyway. And also, like, do you really want to turn an attack dog loose on a kid or an actor of any kind? Really? I mean, that seems like a, a bad idea. 
you know, if you want to do that, what you want to do is have the people in like a bomb suit for some reason, because then you're like, mm, this is basically the suit they wear when they train these dogs. So you could get away with it, right? You, what you don't want them in is little shorts, because it's field day <laughs> at middle school. Um, so then uh, they're like, they go back home and the two kids are arguing and the one kid's like, you know, wow, oh, my parents are going to be so pissed. And the other kid says something dumb, like, I wish your parents would just go away. And then the kid is like, you fucking idiot. And then they get a call and it's like, this is the hospital. Your parents have been in a horrible accident. And he's like, God damn it. <laughs> you know, he's really upset. And then he's like, I wish grandpa was here because he would know what to do. And then the other kid is like, you dumb fuck. Your grandpa is dead. You know, and their grand, and of course his grandpa's car is like rolling up to the house in the fog or whatever, and you're like, oh fuck. So then the one kid cracks the code and is just like, I wish we had never broken the vase and we had never done any of this and none of this ever happened, and everything uh, kind of goes back to normal. Um, so it, it's funny because you know the end of these. I remember the end of these. Are you afraid of the darks? Oscillated. They were either like horrible, and it was like the kid was trapped in hell forever, or it was like everything's totally fine. My suspicion is that everything's totally fine a lot in the you know the earlier ones, and then maybe a little later they got a little spookier. But there's there's a nice thing in uh in the show. Because they have the Midnight Society, right? So when it comes back from commercial, it might come back to the Midnight Society. And they can kind of recap the story real quick, but also, like, explain anything that's weird. So someone will be like, huh. So it's like the thing is granting their wishes. Oh, also, um, which I liked. I just wanted to say I liked that. That's a, that's a clever device. But <laughs> they get this, this, uh, <laughs> this wooden vulture's claw and it's got three claws and the witch is like it'll give you three wishes and the one asshole kid is like is that three wishes total or three wishes a piece and the witch is kind of like I don't fucking know like, probably three I would think it's three a piece though you know and I was like so nobody knows how this worked but also this little dickhead is like well do we get three wishes for anything we want or three a piece because you know if this is three total that's kind of bullshit. But anyway, I just really quickly wanted to go through the intro to the show, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Now, I, I'm told that the first couple episodes featured a different intro, but this is the intro that went, because this has the scariest intro to a show, like, ever. And I just want to kind of explain to you what the visuals are. Okay, so we open with a scary um rowboat like on the shore of a, a lake and it's kind of rocking in the waves and it's misty and blue a swing at a playground that's just swinging by itself and there's like autumn leaves on the ground everything is this cold blue you know day for night kind of look windows in a storm uh the shutters like slapping against the window and at a scary attic and, of course, in the attic, there's, like, a clown dummy that's up there, which is fucking horrifying. Then just fan blades. That's not so bad. 
then we go inside a door, a keyhole door thing, and then a, a hand holding a match. And the match lights up the letters, Are You Afraid of the Dark? I don't, that was like fucking so terrifying when I was a kid. That introduction was just like awful. It was, it was the scariest part of the show. It was like um, that show and Unsolved Mysteries. Freaked me the fuck out that like, ten 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 ten. how did that go? Dun, dun. And then Robert Stack's voice. That scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. And the, I remember watching that once as a kid too. And they were profiling some criminal who was like still on the loose. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is a real thing. And that guy is out there. Like he could be outside our house right fucking now, you know, um, terrifying, terrifying. So anyway, there you go. That's Are You Afraid of the Dark doing a classic monkey's paw type story. Um, does feel, you know, sometimes I wish I had been able to like, if, if I'd been born 20 years earlier, I think I would have been great at writing these kids shows. Cause I'm like, so you basically can just rip off old twilight zones or whatever make them for kids boom 